it sometimes it pays to be shitty for a season, you know. It is 203, right? I had to think about it for a second. Went a little flat there. 203, 203. Gear Buds Podcast Episode 203. Dude, I really like how you work the the number of the app into the tune. I try. There's not a lot of lyrics in that song, so you gotta. I almost took my breath away a little (laughs) bit with that one. My name's Henry. His name is Dave. Say hi, Dave. Hello. You didn't, you didn't say hi. Here we <laughs> are. Really <laughs> I think you're you're at about what eighty five percent. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little out of it still. Which is actually an improvement from where we were last week. I was sick as shit last week. This is our show that we like to do every week, and uh, the sun's shining on us, so we're feeling good. Yeah, we're feeling can really loopy. see those eyes, man. Look at that. Cool, little sparkle. Coming right Let's dive on in the Symphony of Corrections. Your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. And a weekly thank you for listening to this this here podcast. Which, by the way, we found out that there's a, this new spodcast, spodcast, Spotify for podcasters uh, interface deal that they yeah. set up, which is pretty neat. Because I've always seen all their all the data from Spotify. Yeah, you were sending like, me some data. Yeah, like aggregated in with the rest of our stuff yeah. that I get through Squarespace and whatnot. But the, we've got our now, demographics. Yeah, we've been seeing, and uh, <laughs> for the last uh, three episodes, was one hundred percent male. So. Oh, that's kind of rough, rough, yeah. to, rough to hear. But also, you know, I guess this is what it is. I guess I can't change. We, we can't change who we are. No. But I am, you know, that's not to say that there have never been any. And from from Spotify's point of view, male, female, non non binary or non disclosed. But uh, we have we've you know there's, they've been across the board. But yeah, it's mostly uh, eighteen to eighteen to forty five men. <laughs> that's a lot. Of, that's a pretty big percentage of. That's who listen to this here show. <laughs> and so if you're one of those 18 to 45 yeah. men listening to this, thank you for being here. And if you're not, also super thank you for being here because you're bucking trends Damn and right. the world needs that. Follow us on the stuff, subscribe on the stuff, email us at the stuff gearbudspodcast at gmail.com. I would say at this point in the show, go check out that reverb.com slash shop slash gearbuds page do you have anything up maybe my maybe buy my svt but unfortunately friends it's gone it's gone congratulations on the sale man thank you yeah it's 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 a great amp it's a beautiful beautiful thing and it's such a shame that i haven't played it in so long it's just been sitting yeah but it's moving on to better home i Uh, as well enjoyed that amp before. local sale and uh, i didn't have to actually deal yeah that's always nice right reverb stuff but uh, still happy that uh, that it's gone gone on to. It sounds like it's going home. to a, a a real player. Somebody's really going to use it. Yeah, so. it's going on tour. Yeah, so that's about as good as it gets. Super cool. Uh, so yeah, cool dude that that did that, and you know now it's like, what do I do with those funds? Oh yeah, save them, you ding dong. Yeah, come on. Uh, also, what so to your point though, Dave? I guess what is left in there? Trainer. Like that keyboard oh, yeah. amp, which rips, it's I just cool don't amp. use. I love that's the best keyboard amp on the planet. Yeah, speak, but I also have a Roland JC120 that could be a really good keyboard amp for somebody as well. That I was thinking, should I sell that? Yeah, yeah, I should probably sell you don't that. use it. I don't use it. It's a be- it's such a cool amp, and people love those things. Yeah, because they're such cool amps. Yeah, if and I was still like really affordable because they're totally solid affordable, state. they're kind of legendary. Like they always come up in articles when they're like the legendary, top, the top vintage amps of all time. Like they're always up in there, dude. Not even the vintage ones. In fact, a lot of people like the new ones. Well, they for, have the reissues out now, which is I, mine's from like the two early two thousands. Is it? I, I thought yours was the seventies or eighties. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. Well, but it does have upgraded. EV speak 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 right. in there that sound really really amazing. Well, that's right. We were talking about um, they are reissuing that amp, and it's a it's a bundle of money, I believe. The the oh Roland. with the crazy wooden like, yeah Brazilian rosewood tone bone penny, sides. So I'd say buy this one. It's it's gonna sound just as good. So maybe yeah, I guess maybe I'll get that listed. I dude, I've got all the Bogner still. Uh, there's uh, the um the the wedge shape Yamaha TA60 that is just oh, yeah. just chilling. Plugged that in recently. It sounds have awesome. You? Yeah, but I remember. Doesn't that have a great reverb on it or something? It has the coolest reverb. Ever. Yeah. See, there's always a reason to keep something. I know. You know. 
and I've run other stuff through that reverb, not even just guitars and whatnot, yeah. like ever, you know, everything. And it all sounds incredible. So that is, yeah, I know, but it's just like a big giant wedge amp that I it's have huge. under a blanket because I don't ever play it. Yeah. I, you know, dude, I was also going to like, what guitars could I even sell at this point? Do you play the 12 string? Never. So it's, it's, it's been in a case for like six months at least. I could potentially find a buyer for the 12 string. I think. I think I should sell that. Yeah, maybe. maybe if you, I'll if you don't want. String. No, I think. Um, right. I know. I know a guitar player who's getting back into 12 string for songwriting, and you might need an electric coming up here. We'll so we'll see. Okay, yeah, that's a good call. I don't um, know what else? Yeah, that's. Th- I guess the, that's a good call. I should think about which guitars are just in the cases. They're just not out playing, dude. Yeah. In the in the rack because those are the, the. I feel like at this point, I just I'm too attached. I honestly I don't know. I guess I think the if I had to get rid of any one of my guitars right now, my electrics that are in in the rack, like my main, yeah. What I've got the SG, I've got the three thirty, the three thirty five, Les Paul Custom, Les Paul Modern, the Tele, yeah. Those are the electrics, right? Because then there's P bass, right? EB two, and right. then a couple. I got the Martin and the Silvertone acoustics. Yeah, and those are all. I could like in the, circulation. I, would, I would get or the Sears, the Sears acoustic. I would, I would, I would sell the Sears acoustic. I think I would also, I guess I, I honestly, it's, it's a, it's a shame to say, but if I had to get rid of one of the electrics, I would probably start with a three thirty five. Wow. I know that surprises me, man. The, the, I value it much more highly as does the world that, you know, it's a vintage guitar than my, that Les Paul modern, right. but the Les Paul modern is, has a very specific purpose in my life right now. Yeah. It, it's the sacred robe guitar. So, right. I, you know, I won't get rid of that pr- until there's no until there's no sacred robe. The value of three thirty fives has just blown me away, though. That's right? the other thing is that you, guitar has on, gone on up the good side. You'll get money for it. I know. On the bad side, if you ever decide to buy it again, I'm fucked. I don't see it coming back down. But the problem is that the three th- that three thirty has become maybe my favorite guitar. That thing is so cool. So I just I don't I I don't think I could ever get rid of that. Yeah. One. No, no, no. That thing is. And so between the two, they do feel sort of similarly similarish yeah. vibes. Of course, you know the three thirty has P nineties. Mm-hmm. What are we even rap prattling on about right now? Just hypothetical, just hypothetical sales. sales yeah. I guess, yeah. But I, yeah, the three thirty five. I don't know what it, what what. I guess early seventies three thirty fives. I'm not exactly sure what those go for right now. Dude, I want to say they're in like the four grand range. Easy, easy, Maybe easy more for sure. Yeah, yeah probably more. Yeah, I think I'll hold on to it. <laughs> Let's get into some random stuff. All right. Ears. Why don't you take care of them? Just saying, putting that out there, folks, as a, as a general reminder, your stuff sucks. Take care of your ears. Yeah. As an update, you are feeling better. Minor, minor in the clear-ish. Yeah, good. Feeling way better. Dave. Yes. Just got back from a fun old, fun old trip to NYC. Yeah, I went to New York City for a few days. And you visited a guitar shop. Didn't I went to you? Rivington Guitars. You maybe have their little t shirt. I'm wearing a t shirt. Right I'm wearing now. some merch. I got some swag on. Why don't you tell us about Rivington Guitars? Uh, shout out to Howie over at Rivington yeah, Guitars. What's up, Howie? I don't know if anyone else works there. I, I told him about the podcast, so maybe he's tuning in. Hope so. Seems like he might have a little downtime to listen to some podcasts there. So It's uptime. Put it on the, uh, during any moment of the day in a guitar shop, and you're just steps ahead. I think he had a little like talk radio going at the time, so I could see you could just swap a podcast right out for there. that, dude. Um, yeah, cool little guitar store um, in the East Village area. I'm not 100% sure where. Um, 73 East 4th Street. Yeah, so I my neighborhood knowledge of New York isn't that good. I, when did you? How long ago did you live there? I lived there over 20 years ago. I moved back right before 9-11. Like oh, two wow. days, Two days before 9-11. Okay. Yeah, that was a trip. Um, but 9-9. Yeah. But the uh, no, I went out to school there. And it's a different experience because people were like, well, what would you like about it when you, you know, but I was only 18 when I was living there. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like, you know, it really didn't feel like uh, you couldn't go out to bars and stuff. I mean, I had a fake ID, but I didn't really, I wasn't into like partying culture and, and good food. Like, I didn't really think of good right, food. We would course. just get, like, sandwiches from the corner and stuff. Um, definitely got some New York slices while we were there. Some dollar, slices dollar, dollar fifty slices, you know, which, if man, the bagels and the pizza is are awesome there. Yeah, they're untouchable. It's the water, I think. That's what that's what people it's, say. It's the, dough, the water. The dough tastes different because they have different water. So. And the water is delicious, by the way. You know our water here's a little chlorine-y taste. I don't know if you taste that or I, not. You know, I know what you mean. I kind of, of their, course, I'm used to it. Their water point. tastes like you poured it out of a bottle, like tap water. <laughs> Just tastes like right out of like a, a, a 
perfectly fresh bottle of water. So, um, a little, a little Dasani. Stayed hydrated while I was yeah, there. Yeah, dude, yeah, stay hydrated. But yeah, man. Went to some Irish bars, had a good time. But yeah, Rivington was super cool, man. What did I, you play when you were there? So I played a fifty-seven P bass that I had my eye on. I cheated a little bit. I went on their website and looked at a few things. They did a little homework. I just wanted to see what they had over there. Uh, so the there was a red fifty-seven P bass um, refinished, but it had the original guard, which back then they were doing like the brass guard. But it, all the brass was worn off, so it was like silver. So it's had a cool fucking look mm. to it. And then uh, replace pickups, which was, you know, a little bit of a bummer. Super lightweight bass, though. Um, so I played that for a minute. Honestly, I have to say, the neck, I was surprised with the neck because I thought it would be unlike anything I've really played because I haven't played a lot of late 50s mm-hmm. stuff. And it felt just like the 75. Really? Yeah, like the same roundness that, to it. That's almost, it's almost, almost baseball Half baseball yeah. batty kind of thing. Um, where I, I know they've talked about like the V-shaped necks before on 50 love, stuff. I love a V-neck. But it didn't really have that feel. So maybe it was just a different profile on that one specifically. But um, that was a cool bass. Um, I really liked a 66 that I played there mm-hmm. that they had in like a kind of a Sherwood green refinish, sparkle refinish. Um, I sent you a cute picture of me holding that one. All your pictures that you ah. send are cute, Dave. Um, that one had, it was routed for a jazz pickup, but it did have the original P-Base pickups, the gray bottoms, okay. in, the, uh, in the split P section. So that was cool, but I was surprised again, because I've played John's 66 a ton, and this neck felt a lot flatter and wider, just like my 62. So I was playing it, and I was like, oh, this feels great. And then I was like, this feels identical to my 62P. Hmm. So I, I think I felt kind of good about that. It was that little, I didn't, one of those affirming guitar it trips. It was affirming, dude, because I was like, all right, I didn't feel like I walked out of here not trying stuff, but also not being like, I need to get this home somehow, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, beautiful guitars, absolutely, I would have taken either of them, but... Oh, and I played a really cool Framus bass. Ah. That had DiMarzio pickups. Yes, the metal neck. And it had kind of like the oh, no, 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 that was the Kramer metal no, neck. Yeah, that's what it was. A uh, Framus. Uh, was it a Kramer or Framus? Kramer makes the metal neck. Yeah, it must have been a Kramer. No, neck. it was a Kramer that you, were, that yeah. you sent me. Yeah, yeah. It was real funky because uh, I was like talking to the guy. I was like, give me something weird now. I played a couple of P bases. Like, what do you got laying around? And so this thing was just on the floor and I grabbed it and like, pretty cool, pretty cool, cool bass, man. The neck, I think I showed you maybe, um, it had like, Instead of like being all aluminum on the back, like you've yeah. seen sometimes, this had like two strips of wood. There, going it's inlaid in inlaid. Wood, wood inlays. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that actually was more comfortable. Um, yeah, it is kind of, I guess, where your thumb slides on the neck. Where your thumb slides, and also you're not going to get um, cold or hot hands if it's uh, hot hands. If it's a, if it's a temperature inappropriate day. Hey, for, hot hands! You're the best hey, player look, on our team. Is that hot hands over there? So. It was fun, man. Uh, the guitar store was cool. Went out for some good food. And we were just there, you know, went to a couple of comedy shows and we came home on Wednesday. So it was really a short trip. Got I'm in, already, got out. I'm already dying to go back. Yeah. But we'll have to, we'll see because it, it is not cheap to go. It's life, buddy. To go you, hang you out. You made the most City. of it and I'm excited for you. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Shifting gears into a little weird gear. Have you heard about card chords? Nope. Okay. Uh, it's this new product. They're called Card Chords. And basically, they are guitar chord flashcards. Okay. That you place on the neck underneath the strings of your guitar by, up by the nut. Right. In the cowboy chord position to show you where your fingies go on the on this. Oh, on the so it's like a learning tool. It's a learning tool. Oh. How does that strike you? What do you think about that? I think it's a great idea. I mean, yeah. people have had similar ideas before, sure. you know. Um, I don't believe I've seen it implemented like this because it... It, it has to it be has, thin enough where it can, it doesn't affect the tone. Exa- so, very good point. Yeah. It has to be thin and easily pulled in, pulled out. So, it has like this sort of tab up in the... Basically, if you're looking at the front of the neck of the guitar up, up, up by the upper left where the low E string would be mm-hmm. basically at the nut, there's this sort of little tab that hangs out over the side so it's not really ever in the way of where your hand is okay you know, but you can easily pull the thing in and out the other really nice thing is that it has cutouts uh for the frets of course Perfect. so yeah you know it's, it's still you can it doesn't really impact how it sounds very much yeah. but it sort of shows where your fingers go it's interesting because i mean what do you think about it i you know i i love anything that makes it e- easier for anyone to get into playing guitar sure. or any instrument so hands down yeah 
that's my that's my baseline feeling on anything like this i you know is it necessary i don't know like i feel like millions of people have figured out how to do it without having these things right. and it like i i guess maybe it could be cool too if you you could put like you could have multi-purpose my worry is that if you just like only have one oh yeah so i didn't sh- cord shape on that i didn't it's just, like, so it's it's just like one just cord seat. shape at yeah. a time they're not like color coded or something no so that's the thing i guess if there was a way to make it where they could have maybe like a scale or like you know more that information per card yeah i don't know as somebody who doesn't know that many guitar chords i would say that i feel like a card with multiple colored dots or something on it would be like okay green is a and then open E is right. red. And then they just, you can, but you can leave that card on there. Exactly. To show where to finger it. Cause I've seen people do that with stickers before, mm-hmm. like, you know, just little like paper exactly. stickers. I think, I guess maybe the, the purpose of this then is that you can also use them as flashcards. Oh. If you're really early learning on nice. early on learning, I get sort of, you know, so with that, uh, cause other, I don't think you could really do that with like the stickers that you'd put on a front. Yeah. Board. And also as you learn, you know, I'm sure you have your favorite chords and I have mine, you know, and, I think as you learn, like, oh, well, I, I got G down now. So, like, now I know G. Now let's learn D or something, you know? And then you could put D in there and still play G over it and then go back and forth. Dude, so. you know, speaking of favorite chords and, yeah. and my feelings on the G chord, I hate the sound of playing a G, like an open G acoustic, you know, whatever, sure. guitar chord with the, the the major third you know sitting there with on the, on the second fret oh really I refuse to play that second fret note really yes it it you just always, leave it off I just leave it off and it, it, it as long as you play the rest of the chord it yeah, still has it all the through. tonality of a G major it's st- it becomes a little bit more of a G fifth mm. in you know emphasis but that's uh, I know what something you mean, about though. those two notes and that register of the guitar that sounds so wrong and clangy it sounds and, like and like rubby flat. yeah that I and it just neither of the notes sound good so I know I, what you mean I never ever play the that the B in a in a G major chord. I think when I first started learning that chord that was that was a big like I was like this does not sound right like yeah. there's no and then you just get more comfortable with like your technique and it just, well and then you could sometimes do both of those notes on the third fret up yeah. top you can mess around with how that thing you can you can get those notes elsewhere yeah i like to hit the bar on the top strings right there. but there there are three different sets available because you might be thinking well there there are different shape fretboards so there's one for the strat there's a les paul and then there's a quote-unquote universal that's i guess for more of the acoustic or something acoustic type deal they do they do say that there's nothing that works with nylon strings oh. you know because that's like a much wider that makes board typically uh, what do you think they're charging for this set? I think it's 15. I think you get 15, 15 co- cards. cards. Uh, I'm going to say like $20. twenty four ninety seven. Yeah, I think that's a fair price. Is Currently it clear no. or is it like white like paper? I think it. I think they're darker backs. With okay. Like, so you could sort of oh, so contrast they kinda, the. They pop like the dots. Pop the dots. Exactly. Um, what was that thing on like Shark Tank years ago where like you press buttons down? Yeah, there's. I've seen stuff like that. That like holds the buttons down. Yeah, that's that's weird. I mean, but that, that's I, just one button at a time, right? Like, and that's like I want to play a G with one button. With I one guess, button, you know. Of course, if that's that's if like a, a usability thing. If you if your hands can't yeah. play guitar, that's an amazing tool for something it like is, that. Yeah. But like to like do that instead of playing guitar, if right. you can play guitar, that <laughs> pass me pass me by with that. More news: Metallica purchased their own vinyl pressing plant. No way. Yeah. Yahweh, brah. That's kind of. They cool. have acquired the majority interest in furnace record pressing in Alexandria, Virginia, after pressing over nine hundred thousand pieces of vinyl in twenty twenty two, mostly there. Hmm. So uh, they are. I didn't know this. At this point, like for, I guess, and it makes sense when you look at my record collection, for instance, because I own like multiples of some of the same Metallica records. Sure. Their fans turn out to be a little bit more interested in physical media than uh, many yeah. other. It turns out, I, it, like, and the numbers they were talking about this in this article that I read. Uh, numbers play this out. They they just like do a shitload of vinyl mostly at this point. Yeah, and they their entire collection is just their you know their whole catalog is constantly being pressed at this point. Wow. 
Yeah. That's impressive. Just they're just always making you, you it. figured by now like everyone would have kind of what they need, you know, as far as like the basic records. Go. I guess not, but that's the thing is they keep putting out like 30th anniversary yep. maximum box set for limited each, edition. And they yeah. have a pretty deep catalog, you yeah, know, it's like do. a dozen plus records at this point. Is it only Metallica? They're not working with a, like uh record labels or any other band? No, so that you can still work with them. The thing is, is Metallica just does so much pressing they're that like, it's, it's worth it. It's it's almost like you know you can try to get in there but like yeah metallica is just like got them at capacity most of the time anyway because it's you know they just are doing so much they ranked sixth in vinyl sales in 2022 and seventh in 2021 man 387,000 piece of vinyl they sold last year 337,000 the year before what was their last new like new actual record that came out Mm, hardwired to self-destruct came out but their the record is hard at work and it has been since january or the the plant it's been hard at work since january pressing their new uh, new record that's coming out in a couple months oh they haven't released it yeah they've they put out a couple singles which are oh that's a right. lot of people really like i'm not i'm not super hot on them but i remember that yeah i remember the video where he's like in the dark room and it's the camera's going like around illuminate him. or some yeah, bullshit. i don't totally know. Cool, cool, cool. We've got a rare foot of the week because you sent this one to me, buddy. So I don't even need to show it to you. A Gibson Les Paul Studio 50s Tribute T 2016 Satin Gold Top for sale currently on Reverb has couple two tree dude feats in there <laughs> i don't recall this one when did i send this to you, you sent it to me earlier this week okay and i definitely made i might sure have been to, at a bar at the time i made sure to to save it for myself because not only did the the main pick of the guitar on the ground yeah have both feet in it the next picture yes of the back which was a black back gold top guitar uh not a dark back but a black back back also had both feet yes so he doubled down on the on the rare feet man i don't know guys it's got to be a better way i just i do i do you think it's intentional do you think people are getting off on having their tootsers i feel like the the big nasty foot that we talked about last week i think that was these dude these are not nice in fact there was it's not to not to shame anyone with a with a short second toe but it's got the, the the weird sort of like oh the soup the the super the short, one? no, oh, the super short, short second toe. Man, I don't know if what's worse. I, I have a pretty, I have pretty nice feet actually. I have pretty nice feet too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I can talk a little shit. No, it's is it that they just don't notice? Maybe like I that's what know. I'm kind of thinking. Maybe. So if anyone wants to get their jollies, I like when uh, I like go when, check out that listing when they get their Crocs in there. That's my favorite. Like I've got them in this fucking frame of view for you Black right Crocs, now. Crocs, dude, hell yeah. Crocs with socks. No, actually, I don't have socks on today. Uh, got some gear jail to talk about, and mm. you, and you know you know what's about. Yeah, to this come. is a fun because one. if I, I feel like if you talk about gear and guitar stuff, if you if, and you don't talk about this, yeah, you're missing out, folks. Yeah, we don't want to be like late to the game, but you know we do these on Friday. I think this came out a couple days ago, one or two days. It's ago. It's been brewing for a couple, yeah. couple, couple days here. There have been some developments since then. But yeah, of course we're talking about everyone's favorite internet gear troll. Josh Scott from GHS Pedals yeah. making do, knowing exactly what he was doing yes. and then doing it anyways because he released a video where he talks about the Digitech Bad Monkey. And let's start with Did you watch the video? Digitech. I, I did. Yeah, I did too. I watched so, it today. So let's start with with Digitech, which everyone knows. Uh I'm the Dodfather. So yeah. love me some DOD. I wouldn't I would, you know, I'm happy for anything to happen good. For the and positive in the Digitech DoD world of pedals, right. right? Baseline there. He did this video where he used the Bad Monkey and made it sound like a fucking clone and his own one of his own pedals, a Morning Glory, I believe. Oh, there was a bunch. There was Screamer. like seven or eight pedals. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple. Yeah, a couple, maybe two more. And uh, he made them sound pretty similar, right? Okay, here's where I got lost because I i couldn't really he, it's not like he said all right now i'll try this one and then i'll try this so one. he had a he had a switcher oh on, and you could see he like pretty much like every other bar he was like switching and you could see oh, the color of wow. the, the the uh whichever side of the circuit he was yeah using. i did not notice that so i was like well, all right when's he gonna get to the other one but <laughs> it's, so he was going back and forth constantly. while they were because they had also uh uh a person in a gorilla suit playing drums and a guy with a wacky costume playing bass. I mean, it was a bunch of bananas and bananas all over the table. It was a goofball thing. 
Um, but I did. I was like, when's he gonna switch the thing? So I did not notice that. Right. So what do you, uh, he did make? Of course, he was able to make them sound very similar, and and especially in context with cymbals and a you know bass covering the top and the bottom of the guitar yeah. as well, like. Everything that yeah, you're just hearing the mids, the mids of the guitar, yeah, they're gonna poke through. But the, it's not. I don't think it's a bad pedal to be to be to start with. Yeah. So this is where the the we'll controversy comes in because yeah. the, the pedal originally came out in 2004, fifty nine dollars. People had them, you know, that you couldn't get rid of. Like they were like 50, it's like a starter. They're, pedal. they're like fifty dollar used pedals all day for years. Yeah. Probably, I mean, people listening to this have probably bought them for like twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Garage pedal. sale pedal for sure. Exactly, and they sold a lot of them, but. Now that he, this video came out, the value on reverb has skyrocketed. It has quite a bit as of today, even as of today. So I, I happen to look before the show. Currently, there are a couple a couple of the, the two that are most egregious. Uh, one was previously owned by Gary Moore. <laughs> like that Gary Moore's bad monkey is currently listed on reverb. I want you to guess. Do you know? Did you see this? Uh, I don't know. I saw I saw one. No, you know what? I was looking at the metrics of the sold ones right. just in the past couple mm-hmm. days. Yeah, I didn't look at any for sale. Guess how much do you think? Four hundred bucks or something. Gary Moore. Twelve thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Yes, there is also one other another one for sale for twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. Yes. So. He's he's currently you know clearly inspired uh, some of the smarter among our gear loving folks. People have jumped on to this. Yeah, smarter was clearly said with as much yeah snark as I, I saw the eyes close and roll over to the side. So before th- before this all was going down, the average selling price uh, of a bad monkey had actually risen with a lot of the, the rest of the pedal market has gone up, and there's no secret about that. It's gone up to seventy. It was up at seventy five dollars. Going back, it was uh, fifty-seven dollars in December of last year. But I think that this—that's you know—that just is indicative of the fact that the entire gear market has gotten kind of ridiculous. Yep. Uh, now, when you look at the actual sold prices of these things right now, which I know they you were said like, you did, yeah, it's you. When this was starting, they were they were, they were at the bottom end around a hundred dollars, and now they've cre- creeped up into the two hundred dollar yep. range all day. Yep. Like bottoms now, like one forty for like a, a, right yeah but you see them they're all listed around 300 right but some are up as four or five and then like i said there's the twenty five thousand dollar one and the yeah. twelve thousand dollar gary moore one triple or quadrupled the price of the of the pedals now then there's been another development because in the video josh scott goes through his chinese label digitech pedal collection which looked pretty fucking cool to me which looked dope yeah yeah they're just the chinese name yeah, the writing version yeah. of oh, i think it was 11 I think it was like maybe I want to say it was like nine different pedals, but maybe eleven of them. Like he had doubles of. There a was couple. eleven. Yeah. Did you see that he listed those for sale? Yep. Did you see how much he listed them for sale? Over for? fifty-five thousand. Fifty-five thousand yeah. dollars. It was like a weird number. It was like fifty-five eight thirty-four or something. Right? I just, dude, it just the whole thing bothers me to no yeah. end. Well, in a way, is he doing a commentary on how people? He he can almost fake somebody into into buying, and maybe not just him, but the market itself. How people view pedals and how they think they hear with their eyes. They think they've got the best one. Is he? Is he? He's doing this like on purpose, as like a, almost like a like an Andy Kaufman style thing. Like okay, so you, that's okay. I wanted I wanted to hear your full thought because I knew I think that I knew that's where you're going, and I want like. Counter, I don't think counterpoint. Like, do you think it is possible that it's maybe giving him a little bit too much credit to put Andy Kaufman in the same sentence? Sure, I was looking for an as, example. As tongue in cheek. So so you you do think that it is this more sort of like trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes I think so. kind of thing. I, I, yeah. He, but that's even that is feels arrogant. That feels even oh, more arrogant for sure. to me. Yeah. Well, he's an arrogant dude. I mean, you know, what are we talking about? So the, as far as the economy of it all, I don't really care so much about that. Like, yeah, yeah they're more expensive, but no one is making anyone buy them. So totally. I don't care. Well, that's, I Just think fucking that's buy it if you want to buy it proving. or don't buy it if you don't want to buy it. Now, the funny thing I did notice, and I don't know if you saw to, and I don't know how they got these already because this the video came out four days ago and it's at like 160,000 views or mm-hmm. something like that. But if you go to the reverb, the sold section where the pedals are listed on the side mm-hmm. with the days and like it's the last three days and what people bought them for and the reviews right next to it, <laughs> the reviews, there were three one-star reviews all in a row 
And they were basically like, fuck this guy. Don't buy this thing. It sucks. Now, I don't know if they just left reviews because you can just... Do you have to prove that you bought something? I, you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how um, the review system works. But it's almost like people were like, oh, I had one of these. It sucked. So I bought another one. And that one sucked. Now I'm on my third. And this thing sucks. That, that's bogus, though. I mean, like, the, the pedal's fine. It's good. Like, he, yeah. sh- he shows, like... I think the the I bit, the larger cool. point here is that any like first of all that aspect of it the tone part of it he is not treading new ground with that the, I've seen uh, so uh, not exactly with that pedal necessarily but there have been so many videos already done proving by that pedal show and Andertons and mm-hmm. so many of these YouTube personalities of all these different OD pedals that like you can kind of make them all sound like each other like pretty close because they're all doing a pretty similar thing well that's and they're all right. w- but one variable in a much longer chain of uh, of tone so of yep. course changing one of those variables of when there are many is, isn't going to have a, a drastic impact all the time totally so that yeah. that part you uh, here's the, like I don't I don't want to cause another another quit a run but at the same time, Digitech was making the Bad Monkey. They're also making, I think it was called the Hothead or something like that, which is almost the exact same. Like It's a very similar sounding pedal sure. and circuit, and it's just a little higher gain. So guess what? If you really like that pedal, go get yourself the freaking Hothead or it's You'll Hot get, something. Yeah, I think and, I mean. uh, it, and you And you can get it for probably the same $50 prices, you know, the Bad uh, Monkey used to be. All right, one more thought, because I, I know we're giving this guy a little too much credit. Yeah. Um, but I, I was actually thoroughly entertained by it, by the show, um, or the clip. Oh, I he's say. he's very good at making content. Yeah. There's yeah. no doubt about if it. If I watched it, being like, oh, this guy's trolling everybody who like has you know collected. Dude, I just am so fucking bored of trolling. <laughs> trolling is yeah, just you're right. like it's it feels it's, so like too late two thousands. No, it is. Like it's just it just doesn't. There's nothing about it that's interesting anymore. All to right, me. I, I've got uh, and it's this is not an original theory, but I read this. What if he's working with Digitech to bump the prices up on these because they're going to reissue that pedal because they are coming back? Well, but that's the thing. As soon as they reissue the pedal, the, the price comes back down. Well, and it's not the original one, dude. That's but people... Tom Cram is is back. Yeah, with right, Digitech, which we talked and, about, and and clear and a friend of Josh Scott's, and sure. he did a whole video that, that I watched some of because it was way too long. It was like 120 minutes or something like right. that, or no, 100 hour and 20 minutes. I don't. Know. Either way, it was I just couldn't watch all of it. But uh, you know. They're, they're buddies, so of course that's there could they could be in cahoots. I doubt it. Yeah, you know, I don't. It was think, a it, you know it, it was a, a a comment that I read that I really appreciated yeah. the the kind of like stoned thought towards it and just being like, what if it's all? Conspiracy? I think it's him wielding the power that he knows yeah. he has well, in in this sure. industry, and it's and it's and it's. I mean, yeah, dude, like we talked. Hap- didn't he post the clone? Swinging a sword around. Well, didn't he post the clone for half a million? dollars? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know he used a clone in this video. I think it might have. Yeah, been. he did. No, it wasn't that one. It was a silver one. It was a silver one, yeah. His is gold, right? Or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was entertaining, but I agree. I mean, I think it's like, if look, like you said, man, you can't. If people want to go buy this pedal and pay too much for it, that's on them, you yep. know. So yeah, the economy of it. You that, can list that's stuff on you, for, man. I don't get mad at people who list stuff for fifty thousand. I think it's silly. It's weird. I yeah, but I don't. I don't, I don't like that. I don't, no one's forcing me to buy it. It's yeah. not changing my day. I look at that and I go, ha. I mean, you know, we. You know, it gives us something to talk about for a few minutes. Yeah, too, so right. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what else I don't take, Dave? What's up? You bust your freaking D-Doc? notes out. Dude, D-Docs. You bust your freaking notes out for Dave Docs. You bust your freaking notes out for Dave Docs. All right. So I was half comatose yesterday when I was uh, home. So I got a really light one for today. Love it. Um, now, I, I want to preface this by saying if you Google, like, best rock documentaries or best music documentaries yes. this comes up more often than not okay but it's it's pretty dumb and we've never talked about it huh uh, no it's, it wasn't on the list have you ever seen heavy metal parking lot i have seen heavy metal parking lot yeah heavy oh metal, my god that heavy is metal old park, school dude it is where it's a hoot i haven't thought about heavy metal parking lot in probably like 15 years so it's not a lot to it. It's like a 16-minute documentary. It's so short. They're, um, basically, it's 1986, yeah. and it's just a cameraman and a reporter. They don't even show the reporter. He's just interviewing people in a Judas Priest parking lot <laughs> as they're getting fucking hammered drunk. Hangerboned. Hangerboned in Capital Center, uh, Maryland. It was the uh, venue. Um, I have to say, though, 
I'm a, I'm a man of nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, I was only four years old in 1982, but or 1986. But uh, the cars, the style, like everyone's got like vintage band T-shirts on. The mustaches, the mullets, <laughs> trucker hats, and guys, one guy was like, I'm on acid. Like, dude, it is. And then someone's like, cocaine. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding you, dude. And they're all drinking like cans of Budweiser. How, how many back patches did you see? Not, they don't really show a lot of backs. So you oh, got. Yep. TV. A lot of TV doesn't show a lot of back. A, sh- a lot of shirtless 80s bodies for sure. Were, were they, were, was it still, I guess it must have still been the era of like flash and boobies and, and such. Was that, yeah, was there was that no kind boobs of thing? in it. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, like a lot of the girls were just like, you know, oh my God, he's so hot. I love like, Rob Halford. Yeah. He's a straight male icon. So, totally. That's a funny thing. You're like, well, that was crazy, you know. But open uh, your eyes. He's a leather daddy. Dude, one girl was walking around with bare feet, just in this dirty parking lot. Like, it was wild. That freaks me out. It it really was like nails on a chalkboard. Uh, I was like, yeah, this is this is crazy. It made my bones. The hurt. other thing I noticed is everybody looked so old. <laughs> like one guy's like, I'm 19, and he's like full mustache. Like he's like wrinkly and like smoking a. You know cig. what's interesting? I feel like I always feel like younger kids now, like these days, look, look so young. Look, no, I no, that's I feel like they look old. Oh like really? They look older, young because they like have access to Instagram True. and models yeah, and, and like whatnot. getting dressed up. Yeah. And yeah, everyone dresses cool now. Somebody shouted out, Madonna can go to hell. She's a dick. What? Just dude. Was there a beef? Was there tea between Judas Priest so and So Judas Madonna? Priest, um no, I don't I doubt it. I think there was just people being like, fuck that. You pop know? music. Yeah, pop music's lame. Um one guy yelled punk shit sucks. <laughs> There's just a um just a notable quotes. Notable quotables. And a lot, a lot of people ye- uh, yelled heavy metal, heavy metal rules. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't be yelling Slayer yet at that point. But there was an awesome Slayer t-shirt Hell yeah. I had. Um, and Dokken was the band opening for them. Yes. So some people were like, I'm here for Dokken. So George was, Lynch rips. Dude, I mean, the bands, you know, they were, they didn't, they were no slouches. Nah, you know? dog. So I fucking loved this. It put a smile on my face. Yeah. I was like... I was like, well, I don't have a heard of weed fucking lay here and check this out. And like before you know Ooh, it's over. Beavers. So super short, 16 minute. I did say there was a little there's a little good gear spotting. I was gonna ask, I don't remember any. I forgot gear in the there. there's two guitar players in Judas Priest, and I forget their names. KK Downey and Glenn Tipton. Boom. One of them was playing a black SG. Oh um, dope. like SG standard. Mm-hmm. And the other had a black Gibson V, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty cool. Bass player was rocking a jazz bass, sunburst with maple. Neck and blocks. And just doing triplet, just doing, triplet gallops just as doing far as the eye can see. The sound is so bad, too. It's got that 80s sound. Like, they just took, like, a mic, and they're passing it around people. Yeah. It hurt my ears a little. It might not be one for you anytime soon. Yeah, my sensitive ears. Either. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, dude. It was a dumb short doc. It's always on the, the list of top music docs, which just blows my mind. Because there's really nothing to it. There's no story. Yeah. There's no, like... But it's just... it's It's so raw. It's so raw. And there's, like... There's kind of a cool innocence about it. You're like, I would go party with some of those guys, maybe for like one night. Well, yeah, because you know? and the thing is now, like these days, everyone is making heavy metal parking lot every day on right. social media and YouTube and the streaming. Yeah, that's, that's a They're good point. There's more always, I mean, that's there is no more heavy metal oh, parking well, lot. Well, that was the other thing I noticed, and you know, this is like a duh comment, but like it people were like grabbing the camera and like grabbing the mic and being like i want to be on next because they yeah. were just they saw a camera and they lost their fucking minds so they're just acting so crazy it was it was fun man. It i was think wholesome. yeah well, man it's kind of bummer we've been desensitized to that kind of thing now it's like it has. now if you see someone it's like oh they're just taking a selfie it's every person you see mm-hmm. walking down the street so um i found it strangely entertaining uh a glimpse to the shot of simpler what is, is it on youtube or something? times it's on tubi do you do you rock some crazy services in the name of YouTube? Your, of, YouTube, of, YouTube of took Docs. it down. Uh, oh, yeah. Vimeo took it down. So Vimeo, dude, I haven't yeah. seen something on Vimeo in a minute. Yeah, no Daily Motion. Yeah, so um, Daily Motion. Yeah, dude, which you can find sometimes, but the Google's the Google's has been cutting cutting down on that, trying yeah. to find stuff that's been posted. But you can find it; it's free. I think there's like a couple time min- to head over to Duck Duck Go. Couple minutes of commercials. That's probably what I got to do. Uh, I gave it six out of ten Transams. Oh, there was nice. a there was a killer white Trans Am in the parking lot. These guys were hanging out. Big big old big old hood paint. Dude, everyone's just drinking beer. <laughs> I really I I don't know. I was kind of thinking it'd be fun to have like a party 
where everybody does like 80s metal like look you know like the torn shit. off sleeves just go just go to the exit that's true but that's i meant like on per- to be purposely like ironic. yeah you know i think be i'll go yeah i'd go to that party yeah all day. let's do it let's throw it um six out yeah. of ten that's a that's like kind of a lower score i was six out of ten trans- i was expecting a little higher well it's, i mean it's there's nothing to it it's yeah. literally just 15 minutes of people like screaming into a, a there's camera there's nothing to it so there you go nice man yep. good dave's doc yeah, I'm, I'm that's I feel like I don't need to rewatch it. I've got enough. Out it was of the tree triggering the memories in my brain. It was the perfect way to round out my crazy week. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll watch a 16 minute doc. And, and now you can check not, off. Dude, you can say I've seen your top 10 list. What dude, else you got for me? Exactly. Because I do the scroll every week. I'll do the scroll. Yeah. And there's just the same ones. I do pop the scroll. Up. I sent you. I sent you maybe one at least. I think well Zeppelin action. That's well, uh, that is in, it percolating. It's not out yet, though. It's not out. It's coming. I can't. It, they they played it in 2021, and I guess they're re-editing it, and they're still trying to figure out how they're going to release I f- it. I forget a lot of the ones on the list, but I got excited because 2023s they're they're coming out with a lot of docs. Oh, there's going to be a a Paul McCartney one coming out. That's just post Beatles to like the 80s. So like the a lot of stuff I don't like. In some there. Ram and <laughs> well, Ram Ram is the exception to that. Ram is cool. Ram is one of my favorite records. You're not a Wings guy. Not a wingsman. Uh, see, I, do. I mean, I, I, I like, some like a headband on the run. It's okay. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of skippable, missable tunes there. Right on. As well, in my humble opinion. Nice, man. Yeah, dude. Heavy metal. Heavy metal parking lot. Let's get into future gear. Let's do it. Let's get into some future gear that your buddy Hank acquired. Yeah. Freaking yesterday or the day before. It's, I got to say, it's pretty damn futuristic. It is pretty me. damn futuristic. So y'all might recall that Back in May of 2022, I had to look it up just so I could know for myself. Oh my I God. pre-ordered a, a little, an interesting package, we'll say, of a kit to build a Korg NewTek NTS-2 and a book released by Bukes, Bukes? Uh, of the patch and tweak and uh, really just a really cool book series, including there's also the uh, pedal crush uh, with our buddy Dan Orkin and a lot of the pedal movie stuff as well. Uh, but it comes with a patch and tweak with Korg book. And yeah. so what it is, is a, it, it's a, it's a box that has the book. And then it was a kit to build your own Korg new tech NTS two, which is a combination bunch of stuff, but mostly super fancy oscilloscope, FFT tuner and spectrum analyzer all in one, but wait, there's more also dual oscillator. So you can a lot of deeply integrated into any analog synthesizer. Setup. Dude, it is so cool. First of all, let's just say I, um, I love the aspect that I had to build it myself. You know, yeah. there was no soldering required. It's highly complicated. You get to gear it out a little bit. Got the, it for like 25 minutes to a half hour, put it all together myself. It's, Really nicely constructed with you know metal corners and sides. Uh, had to just make a couple connections internally with you know jumper the cables. Corners are a nice touch on that. The corners are. Really, I was worried about the corner part. I was like, oh, it's just going to be like open air, but it's not. Yeah, that is. Uh, connects via USB. You can either power it with the USB or uh, uh, two AA batteries, which I didn't bother to put in there yet. It's four inputs, two outputs, or it's two ins or two th- and two throughs or four inputs. Uh, two outputs USB and then on the front you've got uh, a knob that does a lot of the you know um, like a potentiometer potentiometer type knob that you can scroll has a nice through different. Click to it too, it's a really nice say. quality yeah. uh, that you can click through all the settings and then uh, a really nice screen on there too which is which is actually my favorite part and it's a color screen which that mm-hmm. you know is a pretty high-end feature for something like this check it out if you need an oscilloscope, being able to run four signals into it at once and being able to compare them and tweak them in different ways is pretty neat. Yeah. That's something that, you know, you're going to find on some higher end expansive stuff. Mm-hmm. And while this is not necessarily what I would call a cheap product, it's certainly on the much more affordable side of things. And if you happen to be a super future gear freak nerd who doesn't already own an oscilloscope and wants to integrate this into your setup and likes books, I mean, yeah, it's great. Honest, what else? Now, what else could, there, could you possibly want? Did yours, because um, yours was on pre-order for a long time, or right? Or? Yeah, I pre-ordered, pre-ordered, and I looked it up, May of 2022. And when did it actually ship? 
it sh- I got it in a day. I got it on oh, Wednesday. Wow. So are they available now? Like, did they end up making? I more? looked it around on the internet, and it still says pre-order everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Maybe they're just backed up. But they must be super backed up. So they, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what caused that massive delay. I knew that it was a pre-order. I believe that when I bought it, the pre- they said that it was going to be August, mm-hmm. and then obviously, well, yeah, and May to August is like that's a reasonable time sure. for a. But it, it, I, honestly, dude, it's got maybe something with the chips. Yeah, that's what we're thinking, that's, right? Yeah, that's. I haven't seen any sort cast. of um, like press release or you know announcement about it or anything. Yeah. In fact, they're probably like shit. We've got to like sell all the like all, ship out all the pre-orders before we even worry about selling more of these things. Because I no, you know what? Actually, I think I might have. I gotta look it up. I think I might have um, put it in the notes. I I thought that. No, I thought for some reason that maybe it was going to be more of like a limited. Uh, product right sure but i don't i don't actually have any have that information in yeah here. so that wasn't part of the yeah of the thing. i will say with the assembly which i did enjoy the the screws are freaking tiny yeah like and glasses screws yeah and it guys. comes with it just like this little little just the cutest little adorable miniature screwdriver uh, i love a good a small them. screwdriver uh, but honestly, I I dropped one and was able to find to find it. But that um, they do I, they did give at least one extra screw for each size, which is oh nice, quite nice. Nice. But they were especially for us larger handed folk a little fiddly, <laughs> a little fiddly. But you know, I made it work. How long did it take you to put it together? I honest, I didn't time it, but I think it was probably between twenty and thirty minutes. It was oh. not a long time yeah. at all. And then yeah, I just plugged it right in with the included USB C cable and. Uh, fired right up the screen like i said the screen is actually really impressive mm-hmm. i haven't had any you know need to uh monitor things with a scope or like do any kind of like uh diagnostic work with the, the tool since i made it you know but it's super cool to know that i have one forever now right. i'll probably never get rid of it and i can't wait to dig into the book the other thing that's happened and i, and I think you probably might know what's coming is that uh this has inspired me to want another synth oh okay because i've always loved the korg ms20 mm-hmm but I've never owned one and I've, I've gotten to spend time with them because Dan smart owned one and you know, we use a lot of records and stuff, but kind of, I've been looking at MS twenties again. Really? Yeah. Are those like uh pretty collectible? The vintage ones are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, even the newer ones there are, they've, and they've re- reissued them in a number of different formats, like with like smaller, the original one, the, all the different patches that you make are all quarter inch right. and they've released one that has like eighth inch, you know, like, They've made tweaks like that. And do you still have that one that you had like last? When did you get that? Like a year ago? The uh, the Eurorack stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've still got all that. Yeah, but the MS twenty is just like it's the way to go. And I and I just happen to buy a book that like gets into every single possible thing yeah, you right. do with it. So it's like all right, kind of, maybe it's kind of hard not to at this point. So as much as I am very excited about some of the sales I've been making and you know <sighs> stacking away that cache, uh, but uh, you know, shit, I might be buying. A vintage synth it wouldn't surprise me so that's that's that i'm really excited about it it was kind of a bummer to have to wait a year but ultimately you know it's a pretty dope package and i, and I would recommend anyone in the market for such things that you get it because it was also fun to build yourself i gotta say yeah that's a cool thing i mean between the book and building it yourself it's like it's a really unique bundle it's cool but it is also like hey fuck you do our work for us and, and <laughs> just make do, do some labor Chase Bliss came out with a new pedal this week. Oh, yeah. Which I don't know if you saw it, but mm-hmm. they announced, and it's not yet available, but uh, will be at the end of April, the Mood Mark II, mm. which you may recall the Mood, we were surprised, show, has shown up on a number of those top selling pedals and most like popular pedal lists and whatnot as the top in some, in some instances. So they have announced the Mood Mark II. Cool. And they call it quote and i watched their video whimsical af <laughs> uh it's a, they call it a different kind of multi-effect it's basically two sides you know it's the same size chase bliss pedal that they almost always make right with like the two foot switches yep. and the six knobs and the you know extra little doodads everywhere it's that size but it's sort of like two channels in one like you kind of like think about it as each half of the okay. thing and one half is sort of like uh sampler granular looper thing that they do a lot with a lot of their stuff and then the other side you do like freezing and different types of effects and reverb and whatnot on it and then it, like, they like kind of feed back and forth and in oh. on each other and it's sort of like a it's another one of those it, the mood in general is kind of one of those pedals that's like i want to put something on that causes a little bit of chaos but it's chaos and like a really cool musical 
right. way for the most part. And you can, I mean, you can make it not musical if you want, but sure. it, you, it, it, it's I an find achievable it to be, tone and you know, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you might be asking yourself, well, what, what, what's new? It's, you said it's the Mark II. Yeah, that sounds like the one that already came out. Right? Well, it's stereo now. Okay which is a huge deal. It has overdubbing, freezing, syncing, fading, filtering, balancing, blending, and smoothing. Oh, of lot. course. That's a lot. Uh, I guess the main thing that they said is that, that they wanted to get make clear was that they also just like in the, just the sort of like baseline audio quality has mm-hmm. risen. So that even, even just like this, if, even if you use it the exact same way you would have used the original mood, just the like uh, fidelity of the sound is now, of a higher quality than it was before. Okay. So that's a, that's a nice improvement. Uh, they've also, uh, I didn't realize this at first, but this was made in collaboration. Chase Bliss does do a lot of collaborative work uh, with Drollo and Old Blood Noise Endeavors. Cool. Two, two pedal makers we really like. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like three, three in one that you're getting. It also has advanced connectivity, customization options, including MIDI, CV, expression. And uh, you can also, con- so you can do that with control to control presets or any of the knobs or uh, internal modulation option- options for any of the knobs. Oh, wow. So it's, man, I don't know. Like, it does a lot. I, I, I've been kind of into the idea of getting a pedal like that again recently. I don't really have any chaos pedals right. uh, that just like I can put on and cause like wild soundscapes. Uh, kind of interested. Yeah. I want to I get my hands on one and check it out, honestly. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of fun to play with. I, I steer further away from pedals that have too many things going on because i'm like chase bliss pedals have a lot of stuff they do going on. that's kind of why I've, i respect their company but i've, I've never really thought about getting one because they just have a little too much for me you know yeah you're a little bit more meat and potatoes when it comes to that i am i like you know a few knobs that do certain things i feel like i get lost in it you know like uh yeah especially if you've got presets and you don't know yeah like oh shit there's six knobs and three switches and like not to mention there's like 12 dip switches on the back of the pedal too you've got to really know how to use it you gotta know how to use it but then also if you just change the preset and then it's like oh i don't know like if any of these like what these knobs actually are doing because it's not like they're motorized and like jumping to the right position when you're going to a different preset uh so i but I, i suppose maybe that is also sort of the point too is like it's it is about the random inspiration one might drive yeah the chaos thing's fun because we we used one recently in the studio and just for like the end of a solo mm-hmm. like we clicked it on oh and chaos then, uh, chaos pad yeah it was it was a pedal but it was like it had like six knobs on uh-huh. it. and greg was just like just go for it and start twisting knobs and like charlie's like playing the solo you know and it was cool but we came up with something that we can never recreate yeah and that's kind of the fun of it that's beautiful but i guess if there's presets then you could be you know you could use that as like a usable tone so that's always a nice feature it's always a nice feature available end of april what do you think they're asking on that one my uh buddy? 250 sorry my friend it's a little more expensive it's 399 Ooh, yeah it's uh that's about i it's, think that does a lot it's about where they a lot of their stuff in that in that world lives. yeah they're pretty high end and if we talk about one more thing it's about the of course moment. buddy we have one more guitar to talk I'm about here, man. Let's that do was it. announced this week uh because this is also slightly in my opinion, slightly controversial. Love it. The Epiphone Chris Stapleton Frontier. Oh, I didn't know that he was coming out with. You me. didn't see this. Mm-mm. Okay, so this week was announced the a USA Epiphone. Another one. Chris Stapleton signature. It's uh, it's a Dove body, and it's um, oh, the, it's acoustic. It's acoustic. Oh, yeah. I did see this. You yeah. did. Yeah, you sent this. Right. I was thinking of the Jobo fucking uh, Jobo. His Epiphone, but no, it's oh, uh, right, right, right. That says Jobo to Bodos. Yeah, down, it's his, down, down the fretboard. The uh, so the Chris Stapleton Frontier. It's called. It's got sort of like a what would you call that? Um, the finish on that. I don't know, it's sort of like a darker, darker, like a dark burst, dark vintage mm-hmm. burst on there. But the main standout feature is that it has the d- big double pick guards that they call the yeah. uh, what do I, I think it's called L'Oreal Laureate or something it's like, like flower, that flower pattern ish. It's no, dude. It's uh, if you look closely, it's actually lassos. Oh really? Yeah, that's cute. That's pretty dope. Uh, oh lariat. It's called the Frontier Lariat and Cactus motif. Only three hundred will be produced by the expert luthiers and craftspeople in Bozeman as part of this very special limited run what's in bozeman is that where the that's where their acoustic shop is oh i did not yeah. know that the uh yeah they've been i can't remember when they moved there but it's oh. technically gibson oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah just with the epiphone badge exactly they, it's because it's the u.s it's a usa made epiphone it's, right they're doing it in the, the usa facility uh but yeah it's like i said it's a dove body it's got i think a spruce 
I want to say spruce back, maple uh, top and uh, sides, mahogany neck, rosewood board. You know how much it costs. I don't remember, but five thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's it. Just it's a it's, lot. Of it's a tough pill for me to swallow to see a five thousand dollar Epiphone that is made that's new. I I know that it's still a Gibson. Even if it was a five thousand dollar Gibson, that's still an expensive guitar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a limited dish. That's man. That's a lot. That's a lot of cash. That's for the big time Stapleton fans. And quite interestingly, much like Jobo, Chris Stapleton now has signature Fender and wait, is it Stapleton or Singleton? I always say it wrong. Stapleton. Chris Stapleton. Who's Chris Singleton? Mike Singletary, my favorite football player of all time. Hell yeah, dude. Chris Stapleton has a signature Fender guitar and amp and Epiphone guitar. Right. Yeah, one of the only folks other than Joe Bo that we can think of. Um, yeah, man, that's a that's a costly guitar. I mean, he, I bet he, you know, I bet he has enough big time fans. He's pretty popular. But they're probably gonna they're probably gonna sell these. Yeah, I like to pretend he's not as popular as everybody knows him as because I just I really enjoy his music. Oh, you do good. So I want to be like, oh, I'm I'm kind of the only guy that knows about this guy. He's he's no, talking dude, to he's me. Fucking, he's probably the most famous. You know. He's like, he just did the national anthem, like yeah. at the you know yeah, the, the freaking Super Bowl. Super Bowl. He's, yeah, he's got he's got he's, some he's, he's got a couple two tree fans. He's got a couple fans. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. Whenever people come out with something like this, it's hard. It's just hard for me to justify that much on an acoustic in general, mm-hmm. unless it's like an old Martin or something really cool, or even a nice old Gibson or something. Mm-hmm. But man, dude, I don't know. That's a lot for a new guitar. The finish and is not, cool, and and, and I've, that's the kind of price where you're you know you're having someone like hand make you a guitar to your specs. Like yeah. You could have like a, 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 some sort of master luthier one person builder, make you your custom acoustic for $5,000. Right. I feel like oh, that's, yeah. so get I your mean, own name on the inlays. And stuff. I, I guess the play has to be that there's just that many Chris Stapleton lovers out there. Yeah. And they're making 300 of them. Right. And it so. looks cool. Like it, there's no doubt about it. I don't want to downplay that. I wonder if they're going to be made to order or if they're just going to, no, they're making, they, they make them and then they're done. Mm. Yeah. Man, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, that's a tough one. It doesn't have electronics, does it? That's a very good question. If they didn't mention I it, didn't it probably see, doesn't. I didn't see anything about that actually. No, no, no. You know what? I did. It does. Okay. It has some fancy LR bags. System okay. It better VTech or some shit. Freaking better. That's dude. right. Freaking better. Yeah. Va- freaking right. Freaking right, dude. Yeah, that's a that's a it's a it's a lot of coin for me. I'm you know a lot of Wayne coin. Hey, let me ask you this, because like you know we. I mean, it's you're buying a Gibson, and you're spending a lot of money on it. Mm-hmm. But it has says Epiphone on the headstock, mm-hmm. and I know we try not to get too headstock snobbish around here. I own an Epiphone. I, I've owned a number of Epiphones. I love Epiphone. I love Epiphone. Um, that being said, you know, if, if I'm, it sounds shitty, but if I'm going to spend that much money, I'm probably going to want to say Gibson on the headstock. I know, you know, because yeah. like someone's going to see that and be like, oh, that's just like a cheap. Like cool Epiphone, and we're all we're all headstock snobs in one way or another, whether you want to admit it or not. Right? Yeah, we are. Well, you know why, Dave? I don't play reissues. Oh, bro! <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I think we'll leave that one there. I don't. I don't want to yeah, bust anybody too I'll hard. Leave that there, dog. That was such a good episode. That was fun, man. Wow. Yeah, it went by so fast. It was really bright and sunny, and now the sun's going down. But guess what? Daylight savings time. We've still got like maybe another hour or That's less right, of. Some some light, which is just making my mood way better in, in general. And 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 happy official, but not official to you, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, because I'm so Irish and so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not either. <laughs> uh, I haven't drank in months, you know. Yeah, <laughs> just like, what the like fuck? What? but uh, yeah, and you know, I I know we uh, I know we try not to get too political around here, but let me just say, fuck forever, daylight savings time. I have no I have no desire to ever go back to not having. Daylight savings time. You want to not wait. You don't want to not have uh, too many. I want to not have the not have of yes having. You want to keep have. daylight savings. I want to keep daylight savings okay. time because it is. There's no reason to have it anymore. There's. It's been proven. They've they've done all the studies. When you have one less hour of sunlight, then people are generally tired and make oh, yeah. worse decisions. And there's a direct correlation between daylight savings time. Uh, Go, going going away and car crashes going up oh wow there are far more car wrecks during daylight savings time I, or whichever i always forget which way it is it, like or not daylight savings when there's 
when there's more darkness when it gets darker faster. when it gets darker faster yeah. there are more car crashes and i could see depression levels on the rise too from something like that's that. yeah ex- which is almost impossible to really quantify but 100 percent yeah a, a real thing when it's dark, for me i can quantify it in my fucking yeah. sad body when it's dark at four <laughs> o'clock and i'm like every day it's like i i get up for work and it's dark and i leave work and it's dark it's and it's just, you want to fucking jump off of the top of work <laughs> Which not to make light of of of, of anything like that, but because I I I deal and have dealt with anxiety and depression myself. Yeah, but it, but it kicks fuck, up. Yeah. fuck not having maximum daylight if possible. That's my political stance. Mandy just got one of those, um, literally just today in the because she works for the lighting company mm-hmm. and they send her stuff to try out sometimes. And we just got these new bulbs that you can do like the funky like make them change colors and stuff with a, with your phone. Mm-hmm. But it also has the it goes with the time of day and the sunrise and sunset. Oh, neat! So I'm curious to see. Like today it was too bright out to really check it out because it's in our like cans up there at the mm-hmm. top. But I on a, like a rainy day, I think it's really going to help. You know, have like some light. That's cool. The day and then go down at night. So keep. You I don't know though if that would work for me in my vampire ways, but yeah, I think that's that's a really neat idea. Yeah, you can always just turn them off too. So that's pretty. And, th- and this has been lighting buds. That's right, man. Great wow. seeing you, buddy. It's great seeing you too. I'm glad you had a fun trip. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. But uh, we're I both love New York we're both sure. on the mend. Yeah, yeah. Feel better and have a safe trip for you next week. Too. Yes, yes. I will be in and out of Kansas City. So if you're in the, if you're in the Kansas City region, you want to hang out with your old buddy Hank. Too <laughs> bad because I'm busy. Later. I'm working. No, I'm actually going to see. I'm going to uh, grab dinner with one of my cousins. Oh, very cool. Because they live in Overland Park which is just outside of Kansas City. Great, man. Suburb, if you will. All right, folks. Well, if you made it to the end of this rambling, but very fun. And I thought it was a fun. It was a light episode. It was a, it was a light episode. It was, a, it, was a, it was, you know, put this on in the background when you're tuning your guitars or something. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you made it to the end of this light, fun, delightful episode, uh, like a nice airy meringue, uh, why don't you go make some music? <laughs> <laughs>